Uh, okay. We're here. Hi. Cold Pod. <laughs> episode, what is this? Five? No, I don't know if it will be episode five. Six, though, right? maybe. Yeah, six, six. Six or something. Excellent. We have the man here, Anthony Gerace. Hi. <laughs> He's a little hungover. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We were, we were all there. Also, the first day pod. The first day pod. First have day these pod. been being recorded all night? night. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. usually a little more... Uh, Sippy sippy. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. I actually kind of quite enjoy this. I'm yeah, ready nice, for this. Uh, this is gonna be nice. Sober, uh, thoughtful. Sober, thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's start with this Airbnb <laughs> because <laughs> we gotta start here because okay. I've only know I only know the beginning of this story when you were over on the weekend and something happened okay. since then. But I feel like we should start from the beginning. I'll tell. Yeah, I can tell the whole story. So. I'm in Canada. I live in Scotland, and I'm I'm here for a month, uh, hanging out with my mom and uh, my wife. And I came to Toronto. She came for the night, and then she flew out. We stayed at a hotel the night we got here. One King West. One King West, which was <laughs> oh. great and weird. And, uh, you know, that's an entirely different story. But I enjoyed being on. The, I really enjoyed being on the thirty-second floor. Right. I've never been that high up in Toronto, and especially looking out over. King Street. Cool. <laughs> Just looking out at the six. Yeah, yeah. I was looking out at the six. Um, like, I made it. I know, and it felt really good. And uh, and so I booked myself. I'm staying for a few extra days, and I thought, you know, I don't need to stand on ceremony. I I, I can stay somewhere shitty. It doesn't matter. Uh, and so I booked myself into an Airbnb up at Geary and Davin. No. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and I you know and I was like I'm only here for three days uh, I don't I don't need to stay somewhere I don't need to stay somewhere fancy yeah and so I booked an Airbnb that advertised itself as you know having a private entrance and you know single bedroom and I was like fine whatever like I'll be I'll be out, I'll be seeing friends that's mm-hmm. fine anyway I got into t- I left One King West and I I headed up to my Airbnb and it was like around seven o'clock and I was coming down after checking in to meet up with with yourself and Lauren and I got there and <laughs> you know I checked the check-in instructions and it said you know get the get the key to the back gate from the mailbox enter the back gate lock it <laughs> make sure you lock, like like really like forcefully uh you know make sure you lock it behind you uh and then enter this code on this door and then enter this code on this door and wow. i was like okay well that's fine so i went to get the key it wasn't there i had to message the host and this the door and, and so i'm sitting i'm basically sitting on the porch of this stranger's house waiting for the host to respond and without any response the 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 door handle just like slowly like pulls down and i'm just like oh uh and this guy comes out and he reaches he 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 says nothing to me but he he reaches out and sort of leans in but i'm i'm maybe half twice the distance from his arm's length and so i have to then reach out and grab this and he's he's not saying anything to me he's like locking eyes with me and i'm just like this is insane i was like fine if i can i can handle like one weird moment so i get into the airbnb uh i enter the code on the first door and i get in and it's a long sort of corridor that's very dimly lit at the end there's a door without a handle on it hanging open (laughs) and that's my bedroom and I'm just like, what the fuck? And and so and so I'm just like, well, that's fine. Like, I guess like the bedroom door doesn't have a handle. Like, I knew this was going to be a shitty Airbnb, so whatever. And so I sit down on the like camp bed that is like teeny tiny. I mean, I'm six foot four, and I would say that like from my shins down, we're hanging off the edge of the bed. And I was just like, okay, like I, I knew what I signed up for. And then I get this call from an unknown number and I'm just like what who is it? and it's like a really staticky call and this woman is like shouting if you know can you hear me can you hear me <laughs> I said yeah I can hear you can you hear me and then there's like a pause that's just full of static and it's just like I can hear you <laughs> and it's just like 
and she's like the door the last tenant broke the door handle it's being fixed tonight <laughs> and i was just like it's seven o'clock my check-in was at three like surely and you know checkouts at airbnbs are at like 10 or 11 that's like a solid eight hours to see to this and i'm just like okay well well great and she's like i will message you the new door code and it's at that moment that it dawned well no it's actually not at that moment so i, I leave have a lovely evening a little bit tipsy walk back and I get in and I enter the code and then I see that the handle of the door to my room also has a code. Oh I'm just like, <laughs> like this doesn't this doesn't bode well. Um, <laughs> so I enter that code and I go in and I'm just I'm so like tired and you know I've been we you know whatever I'm 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 tired. I, thought, I think I'll just take a little rest before I brush my teeth and get ready for bed. And I sit down, I lie down on the bed and I'm checking my phone and I hear the front door open and a guy come in like, with a, like really like a thick cough. And then I hear a microwave door open and close and then the beeping of a microwave and I'm just like, and then it just like dawns on me that the, the, the entire premise of the Airbnb is a bit of a swizz because it is a private room, right. but it's a private bedroom in a shared airbnb and it was a complete like and i'm just like oh now i'm not brushing my teeth because there's some dude out there coughing and microwaving something and eating and the bed and i'm just like the bed is so like gross and tiny and i'm just like i'm also not going to get under these sheets because this bed is horrible so i, I sleep fully clothed on top of the sheets get up and I'm just like I gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> I book a hotel and then I and then I'm, I'm just thinking like lord let the shower at least be decent and I go into the bathroom and the shower's filthy <laughs> and it looks like someone lives there cause it's just like <laughs> crusty bottles of head and shoulders and like <laughs> hair in the drain and I was just like fuck this I, w I was horrified and it was just and I was just like I said, and, and, and I sent her a message at that point and, and, you know, reading it back, it was probably like a bit too nice and a bit too passive aggressive, but I was just like, just so you know, I've decided to check out her. My, this is how I think my tone sounds. Just so you know, I've decided to check out early, uh, coming into an Airbnb without a handle on the door, uh, doesn't inspire a lot of safety. And then some stranger walked in and he was coughing and I was COVID wary, so I've left the key in the mailbox and of course like if you read that in like a friendly way it actually sounds fine so i get a response back thanks we've already uh we've already rebooked the room and i'm just like oh fine so you're not going to change anything about this for anyone else right exactly exactly this is going to be a horrible experience for whoever's for next, next yeah yeah mm. so that was uh that was my airbnb experience and it, it was such i had such a lovely airbnb experience when i was here over Christmas because, you know, stayed at a place right around the corner from Josh's and the host left us a bottle of sparkling wine and a wow. happy New Year's message and Yeah, you and like left the card and stuff. You were like, this would be like my host is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, like... I loved it. I loved it. And uh yeah. And then I uh I thought, oh Airbnbs in Toronto must be like a cut above. <laughs> oh, how no, wrong you were. How I was nope. dead wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> so now you're staying in a hotel and things are amazing. Now I'm staying much in a hotel. A great night. A clean great shower. Morning. Clean shower. Clean shower. Took a long shower. Long, luxurious shower. Nice. I was going to go back last night and take a bubble bath. No <laughs> bathtub. That's fine. <laughs> I don't mind that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, it's funny because, like, Airbnbs are truly such a gamble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the photos. Like, you, you truly have no idea. Like, when I was in L.A., I stayed in an Airbnb, which is actually quite nice. It was, like, a small house in the back of a larger house yeah. <laughs> yeah. i stayed at one of those too they're great however and i really should have complained but it had like a hammock in the back and we were there for like a week and a half and the whole time it was great i'd sit in the hammock swung between these two trees like on my phone whatever nice. listening to music and then one day we were like at the studio and i came back the tree had just fallen oh. over and, like, <laughs> and, like, completely crushed the hammock and i was like if i was sitting in there i would be like 
wouldn't have killed me, but it would have like I would have had to go to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you would have had a tree fall on you. You would have had a tree fall on you. That might have killed you. <laughs> yeah, that's that like might have actually killed you. Seriously dangerous. That's crazy. But for some reason, I just couldn't even be bothered to complain because we were there for so much longer, and I was just like, I was like, then I could have to, like a tree cleanup coming. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just such an, and I feel like that must be a thing because it was, at the end of the day, it's like such an issue to try to fix these things while you're staying there for a long time. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So it's 100%. just like, and like you kind of just go with it and you're just like, okay, fine. Like, it kind of pierces is... the bubble of like My privacy home. that you yeah. feel like you've cultivated. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though Airbnbs are not private in the <laughs> least. Like, they're so much, so much less private than a hotel. Yeah. I, uh, I left my room and I had the option of putting the do not disturb sign on or the please clean my room sign. Yeah. I thought, you know what, I'm worth it. Please clean my room. Yeah. I was like at an Airbnb, you're using the same like horrible towel yeah. that you for, you know, weeks. Yeah. I remember seeing this Instagram story, I forget who it was, but they went to this Airbnb in Montreal and it was like the strangest layout. It had like just weird corners and it had like small little half doors <laughs> and like weird little cubbies all over the place. And there was, I forget what it was, but there was just like so many strange little elements to this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. It was so sick. It's <laughs> like, what's in door number three? <laughs> yeah, there'd just be like these strange doors to nowhere. Yeah. It was like... Have you ever heard of the Winchester Mystery House? In, no. Uh, I think it's in Eureka, Oregon or somewhere. Eureka, Oregon? think so that's the name of the part maybe eugene i don't know uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, th eugene I think i think of. it's in eureka okay but i think it's mary winchester was the last living heir of like the winchester rifle fortune okay the story goes that she was so um she was so horrified by the collective number of deaths that her family's rifles had caused yeah. that she had this vision that she had to keep adding to her house to sort of like I think it was like to stave off the devil or something like Whoa. or to like and so this the 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 Winchester Mystery House is this you know it's it's got something like 200 rooms oh and none God. of them make sense and like doors go to parts of the house that like well not doors like I, yeah, like there's like trap doors and you find yourself in, like it, apparently it is That's so cool. It's so cool. I, I like really really want to go. Can you just is it open to the public? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a museum now. Whoa. The, yeah, fuck, I really want to go to that. The house I grew up in used to be like a bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. There's the one I like it was like it's like built in 1863 and it was like a bed and breakfast in like the 18 in like the 1900s and yeah. stuff. And during the prohibition, um, they built like a tunnel underground to our house so that they could deliver alcohol to this bed and breakfast and really one day, yeah and one day my dad and i were like just chilling in the basement and he was like we were he was had some tools or something we were doing some yeah um some guy shit and uh, <laughs> man stuff. and we find this like this like it you could tell it was a door and it had been completely bricked off yeah and then that's where we found out that this was where the tunnel right. went to we never broke down the door because i'm sure the tunnel's like completely filled in yeah there was straight up just like an underground tunnel to this house and there was a couple things like that because i think it was probably just because it was a bed and breakfast they had like separate doors for the like the maids and like stuff the, yeah, yeah, yeah so that you didn't have like you didn't have to see the maids right right, right. I mean? so they could just come in yeah and, sneak and so there's just this, like in every room there was like this random door that was like that was completely like closed off well, but it, like it made scary. no sense as to like where it went because right. there would like there wouldn't be a door on the other side oh, man. <laughs> it was so weird. there was just like doors where like but not another door like, it was so <laughs> yeah. it was that would make me feel like I was going insane. I, like, as a kid, I loved it because I yeah. got to just sit there and imagine like all the really cool places these stores <laughs> can, can lead. <laughs> After like Bridge to Terabithia and stuff, I was yeah, like, yeah, or yeah. Narnia or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like all of those. I was like, yeah, yeah like, I, I, door to Narnia. I, I know it is. <laughs> I don't need to find out. I just know yeah. it is. I, I I don't know. You hear those stories about people sort of stripping wallpaper. Oh finding, yeah, finding like a door that leads nowhere. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. That that strikes me as like the most unsettling thing, like yeah. a place that you feel like yeah. that you're habitating and that yeah. you that you know, just having all of these like little secrets mm -hmm. about it that like. Are... Well, there was like a TikTok trend again. Yeah. I don't really use TikTok, but like oh. every now and then I'll pull it up and yeah. take a little peek. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like a trend of people doing this exact thing where they would like discover doors and things in their apartments, 
that like lead to like really weird places. Like yeah. there was one where it was like a bathroom and yeah, like and it was beside like behind the, the mirror. Yeah, it was yeah. like behind the mirror. That's right, I yeah, saw that. that. And there was like it was like a, like a hole and then a staircase, and it just like went into like some other like apartment that was. Just, I like, saw a, that. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. sketchy. I have a reoccurring dream. Every single time I'm like about to move into a place, I have this same or like I'm like start living at a place. Every place I've lived, I've had this dream where there's like this. I, I'll have a dream and there'll be like this whole secret place and my right. room my like apartment will all of a sudden like triple in size and i have like these super vivid dreams about all my extra rooms that i now have yeah and then i always wake up being so mad <laughs> because they're just not this. there and i still live in like a tiny little bedroom like, the door's gone <laughs> oh, it's the best dream yeah it's so it's the best oh um, my god so you moved you bought a house i bought a house well i bought a we bought a flat um, but it's twice the size of our old flat, so it feels like a house. What uh, constitutes a flat? It's like an apartment. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I did know that, but like, like, there's no distinction in the UK between an apartment and a condo, mm-hmm. which I learned recently because I was having a conversation with my dad about it. So I was like, "What is it? Like, what is a condo? Why? <laughs> like, what? Why do? Why? Why do you? Because because they were like, oh, we can't wait to see your condo." And I was just like, <laughs> so that's, that's a very mean impression. <laughs> Dad, Dory, if you're listening, please don't think that's how I think you speak. Um, but they were like, they were like, we can't wait to see your condo. And I, and I was just like, I don't know if I would call it a condo. And they're like, well, what would you call it? It's a flat. I was like, it's a flat. And I'm like, oh, okay. You've been I was like, what is a condo? <laughs> Well, they're like, well, a condo is an apartment that you own, and I was like, right, okay, I didn't know that. Like, it, it, yeah. it's so, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's just an apartment. It's a three bedroom apartment, okay, with a yeah, with a big living room and a big kitchen and a storage closet, and that's in Glasgow. It's in Glasgow, yeah, Scorchman. I know. I'm loving Glasgow. Okay. It's uh, it's been very cool getting to know it, and. I like that it's smaller. I lived in London for almost 10 years and there were still parts of London that I just never yeah. been to. Like, yeah. Never been to. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the same. That's true for Toronto too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah but... Who goes east of Young? Uh, me? You. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where you grew up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah true. I true. love when people say, like, who goes east of Young? I'm like, uh, I do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but true. But yeah, but I know what I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never been to the Danforth. Yeah, like, really? ever? I, I actually maybe really once. like that area. What? Yeah, you've, never even, you've been to the Danforth Music Hall. I've never been to the Danforth. Oh Music shit! I've never been Opera House. I've been to the. That's not on the Danforth. No, it's it? the East End. Though. But I have been to the Opera House. Okay, so you've been to the East End. I was supposed to go see Detroit, Detroit Destroyer at the Opera House in 2012, uh-huh. and it was like a midday show. It was this weird acoustic set. And me and my friend Troy and Aileen and I think someone else were going to go. And then we were going to go to like a house party or like a barbecue or something. So we t- we had to time it so that we got all of the booze for the barbecue before the show. Because after the show ended, the LCBO would have been closed. Yeah. So I have like a giant bag full of beer. <laughs> and I went to the opera house and I was like, listen, like, full disclosure, I'm carrying around all these beers, but like, can I just check my bag? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, what can I, like, can, is there somewhere that I can store them? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, what, what should I do? And they're like, maybe take them home. And I was like, you don't live around here. <laughs> So we had to skip the show. No way. Yeah. <laughs> because you... they just they, they were just like, sorry, no outside alcohol allowed. And I was just like, no, I'm telling you that I have it. I'm not going to drink it. And you must have a bag check. And they're like, we have a bag check. <laughs> but not for booze. And I was like, okay. And yeah. And like, no. Like, they were so, they were like. Wow. It but it's really... like, it's kind of funny from their perspective, though, to I just, mean, like, just yeah. think like a guy showing up to also a destroyer show. I know. <laughs> destroyer like, acoustic <laughs> show with like a two four. I know. I know. I mean, it was, I, I could see, I could see their perspective even as I was like furious about it. But yeah. I was just like, just let me in. Like, <laughs> like and I, I think I said it as whinily as that. Like, let me in. Yeah, please. <laughs> I want to see the show. <laughs> yeah. But I missed it. I always, uh, Ditch it in an alley. Me too. Yeah, that's my move. Do you Probably. not worry that it's gonna get tampered? Yeah. Get tampered? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it never has. I've been I've been lucky so far. I mean, far. if it's winter, then it's whew, smooth sailing. Yeah, it's buried in nice snow and cold. Although I'm I'm a little weary of doing that now because uh, the one the last time I remember like really doing it. I was also at the opera house. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see Fucked Up. And I brought, I don't know, a bottle of whiskey or something. And like had a couple, like not even a lot, had like a couple of sips like in the alleyway before the show. Hit it there. Went to the show. Had a great time. And then after the show, like we all went back to go get it. And then I slipped and fell and cut my hand open and I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> you had to go to the hospital? Yeah, you can still see the scars like like on the corner of my hand oh my god yeah i like i literally like it like ripped open and i was like ah this blood shooting everywhere it was oh insane. man and uh i remember like calling my dad and being like uh. <laughs> and adam at the hospital he's like what I'm like yeah there's a lot of blood <laughs> actually the last time i think i was at the opera house or it might have been danforth it was in the east end somewhere um, I went to a Silverstein concert, Ooh. a Silverstein and Hawthorne Heights concert, Ooh. and I was in the mosh pit, and I was wearing these like big clunky winter boots. Yeah, and oh, this story is so lame, but I was in the mosh pit and I slipped. Oh no! And I smashed my face off the ground and had to get like six stitches above my eye. But I'm like, <laughs> that's part I, like, of the pit, bro. It was part of the pit, <laughs> but it wasn't sick. It wasn't like I got like hit or like was like you know. And it was also a, like a Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, show. yeah. It's <laughs> Like a pretty, it's a pretty it's mild thing. It was a mild Who is Hawthorne Heights? I don't know. Uh, Ohio is for lovers. <laughs> that's the name of their song. Yeah, uh, that's like, like the only song I know. Yeah, like a Taking Back Sunday kind of emo band. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, but I went, I fell, I got up. I thought I was fine. I thought I was just like sweating. I didn't even realize. I walked over to my girlfriend <laughs> and my friend at the time, and apparently my face is just covered. In blood. Oh my! Absolutely, it's such a funny moment too when you like, like when, when guys are like, all right, all right, babe, I'm going into the pit for a bit, <laughs> and, and then they come back. Oh Jesus! And I can just imagine the like invisible circle that just like started widening and widening around you as everyone like in horror, like not wanting to get covered in the blood that's just like coursing down your face. That's crazy. Were you ever a pit man? Briefly, really? Uh, in high school, and then yeah, in, in high school I was really into like hardcore and emo and stuff. Yeah, like and. London, Ontario, where I'm from, had uh, at the time a thriving Christian hardcore scene. Yeah, I'm not Christian, but I spent a lot of time in church basements and rec centers. That nice. was the place. Yeah, London. That, no, well, I mean, just church basements. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, that yeah. stemmed to Aurelia too. It was like all church basements where I was too young for this. Like I, I went to like one or two, but there were like every weekend there was like a church basement hardcore yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, they were so fun. Like they were so fun, and there was like a pretty like. And it's weird to think now that like all of these bands were like sixteen and seventeen year olds. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. so weird. That's like, the craziest part. Yeah. I like saw a video recently of like some band. I forget who it was. Um, but they're playing in like this like ninety three or something, and it's like, and then someone comment was just like, you know that they're like fourteen in this video, and I was like, what? Yeah, oh it's God. just like children, but like. Well, like, I think like Slint were like nineteen when they recorded Spiderland. Okay. Really? That's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine how weird that feels to have something you did like just out of high school, yeah. like following you for the rest of your yeah, life? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, those those uh, those hardcore shows were great, and like London had like a really, it, what? That's I mean, at the time it felt like a really thriving scene. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was telling Josh, I. I've been well. I've been in London for three and a half weeks, and 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 um, our, our friend Andrew was, you know, Andrew. I think I met him. Yeah, you met him last night. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's Andrew's bands were playing a show in London, and I was like, cool. Haven't been to a gig in London in twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh, it was so weird and sad, and the place was fucking empty, and like with no, like it was like there were maybe thirty people there. But I think that's a good turnout for London because Andrew was telling me a story yesterday that, um, oh, now I can't. Someone was supposed to play like the main stage of the London Music Hall. Like right. it's like a 500 capacity venue. Yeah. And they're like, no, we got to cancel. We've sold, we've pre sold 20 tickets. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, 
It's really depressing. Twenty tickets. Yeah, for yeah, headline. yeah. That's that's sad. Yeah, like, like and it's like it's rough. like it's like nothing to do with any of the bands coming through. It's just that London is like downtown London is turbo fucked. Like it's so <laughs> strange yeah. there. Yeah, you were saying it's uh, not a fun, not a fun zone. It's not a fun zone. I mean, I I, I have a like my oldest friend um, runs a brewery out of London, and anytime I come back, he's like, "We're gonna go out. I'm gonna take you to a bunch of places you've never been." I'm like cool and he, he did that again this visit yeah and like we went sort of east as far east of as far east out of downtown as you can go before like starting to hit like the east end suburbs and there's this old kellogg's cereal factory that's been converted into like another brewery and a bar and like an art space and like there's a big there's a big like bit of shops and I was like oh this is like thriving yeah packed yeah and I was just like oh right so I guess and then and then Aileen uh my wife was um was sort of saying she she's involved in um urban planning and architecture and sort of spatial theory and she's saying like oh, there's there's like a theory that like in a in a core that's like dilapidated or hollowed out if you start building around it and sort of do concentric circles in right. that's like a strategy that's like a revitalization right. strategy i thought you were gonna say if you just move east <laughs> yeah just, yeah yeah exactly like you, you, do, you just keep moving east yeah like it's like an apple like if the core is rotten you just eat around it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's very funny uh You've been record shopping while you're here. Now, I wanted to ask you about this. Go on. Oh, the infamous record shop? No, no, no. no. I was going to say the first time I met... When I first met you, you had what I would say was the largest CD collection I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... CDs. Now, you've since switched to, like, vinyl as being, like, collecting records, like a lot of people do and whatever. But there's been a resurgence of the CD. I've I've seen a bit of that. that. I, I feel fine about it. I don't... I'm, I'm never gonna I don't think I, the thing I like about records is you have people over and rather than being like you know going through a CD collection like there's not there's <laughs> like a little like, booklet <laughs> yeah like the little booklet or whatever like like there's a social aspect to it where it's like you flip the record you put it on you flip it you put another one on you say like does anyone want to choose something does yeah. anyone and like you get people having a look pulling stuff out like putting it on I, I find it and I find like the sort of activeness mm-hmm. there's like there's like an inherent activeness in the way that you listen yeah that like i mean you know no i CDs. agree as someone mm-hmm. who doesn't listen to records i yeah. do agree with you though yeah. um because i just have the stuff like mm-hmm. i have a turntable sitting yeah. in storage i have records but I, I basically use them as like as you can see display <laughs> I, mean, I, do, I do like that i do like that i mean i i i don't know what started me buying records again when I left Toronto in 2012 I had like sold all of my CDs anything that I couldn't sell I just tossed out mm. which seems weird after like yeah somebody made that no no no, no. <laughs> I'm joking, I had, I'm I had joking, I ripped I'm it all onto my I'm computer. joking I know I'm joking. you are I know you are. <laughs> um but uh I had like a little record collection and, and I loved I loved the like I loved that sort of interactiveness of it and you know staring at the cover and I you know I do a lot of art for um, bands and labels, and mm-hmm. so to see to like see the to see to see somebody's work at that size mm-hmm. feels much more. Um, oh, you, can, you can really dig into it in a way. Yeah, it's that, way more important than a little tiny JPEG on Spotify. Yeah, yeah just totally. Like, or even even just like CD artwork. Like I did a I did a, a cover for a, a band in Osaka last year called Merry Ghosts. I was so psyched. I was really, really happy with how the work turned out, and it like went. It went to a place where I didn't think it was going to go, and yeah, super into it. But because there's not really a vinyl culture in Japan, right. like there's not going to be like an LP pressing of it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I want that where you know, I, I want that in pride of place in my house right. because I was like so happy with how it turned out, mm-hmm. and and. Um, yeah, it's just it was just weird to like get the CD and it felt so tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But I think you can do a lot with the CD though. Oh, 100%. If you if you if you design 
for the CD yeah. as opposed to shrinking a piece of artwork to fit a CD. I you mean, know? do you guys remember that No Age album, Nouns? I do. You know Nouns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the CD version of that had like a 60-page book of like collages yeah. and artwork with it. Yeah, yeah. With this like, um, what's it called? Uh, not Tip-On, but... Um, what was that venue called? The Smell? The Smell, yeah. But no, but like it, it, the 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 edge of the paper was like rainbow color. It was so awesome looking. Like yeah, that's and sweet. yeah, and like the the vinyl is just like a standard like paper sleeve inside. Yeah. Like yeah. and 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 yeah. So I think like when you're doing stuff like that, like and you're really like sort of making the format work for you, it's yeah. it's amazing. I feel like there was a couple CDs like I was a kid that had like a fold out poster. Right, right. That came with them inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are yeah. always so fun to like. Find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a little bonus. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. music was more than music. When music was more than music. <laughs> when it was more than music. Do you remember when I uh, called you a graphic designer once and you got really mad at me? I didn't get really mad. I just, I just like, and I didn't, I didn't get really mad. Like I, I, I just, uh, and you know, you didn't. I, I was a graphic designer for the longest time, but it was always sort of like a placeholder while I like. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. Like I. Yeah, no. I, you were like, um, I'm an artist. Yeah, 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 I did say that. I did say that. You did say I did. that. And I, I was did. Like, I was like, sorry, man. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did, but that... <laughs> no, I think I explained. I think I explained my reasoning. I think I explained myself clearly, John. So... I don't know why you're bringing this up again. Yeah. <laughs> you can well, why don't you on the record? Yeah, I mean, not a graphic designer. Artist. Artist. <clears throat> Maker. Maker. Maker of things. Uh, yeah. Politico. Thinker. Criterion collection. <laughs> you know, I describe myself, first and foremost, as a human being. But above all, I'm a man. Yeah, yeah just like you. <laughs> just like you. We're all the same. We're um, all in this together. Yeah, I, I, but I studied graphic design, so I, I, uh, I, I understand why you thought I was a graphic designer. Yeah, I mean, because I guess I more so knew or sort of equated your work... Uh, for sale as, or sorry, your your trade, if you will, as designing things yeah. that were being put out. Right. To yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's, that's where I kind of got that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I think that's it's not to, my you know, own hang-ups that were yeah, yeah. at no, play there because, like, I I don't think of myself as that, but I know that the vast majority of how I make a living is through various versions of that right mm -hmm. right i mean the world needs more graphic designers the world needs nothing more than more graphic designers it's true. that's the problem we don't have enough we don't have, we enough, don't have enough logos nope no, not enough branding experts nope. you know not enough nope. uh like, we can't forget about creative directors either we need oh, those too creative directors art directors you know all of them the whole gang like okay but to be fair despite the 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 large majority of graphic designers that exist in the world. I'm still always so surprised at how terrible most designs are for oh, like major yeah. brands. Yeah. It's like Oh yeah. It's 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 insane to me that there's these many people working in this field and yet like <laughs> But I don't think that's still... down to the graphic design. I think that's no, it's entirely not. down it's the... to like the committee based like yeah. right, right. decision making in huge brands. Because yeah. it is it's it's crazy how like lowest common denominator so much stuff is. Like, yeah, yeah, wild. It's yeah. kind of appeal to the masses. So, <laughs> but no, I know, does I know, it? I know. Like, I know, I know. Maybe the masses, maybe the masses don't know what they want. <laughs> okay, maybe it's up to the graphic designer. Yeah, that's to the tell designer's them. job. <laughs> designer's job is to tell you what you want before you know you want it. So, <laughs> don't start with me. <laughs> oh God, I I remember when I was in 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 school for design like that was like the prevailing attitude that like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come up against a lot of people who don't understand what you're doing but just know that you're right they're wrong <laughs> the, the customer is always wrong yeah yeah everyone's always wrong yeah. i mean i think there is like a different twist on that that's true which is just that everyone has a different take yeah for sure you. for sure but like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a easy way to go down a rabbit hole of yeah narcissism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh yeah and i mean yeah like design school like with with all due respect to you know all of my lecturers like there's a lot of lecturers who are like old school like art director or like yeah art directors yeah. or like scene like uh lead designers or whatever you want to call them 
who are just like back in the day <laughs> we read Eric Speakerman and Mies, not Mies van der Rohe, Jan Shishold and, and, and like now everyone does it on the computer I laid out type by hand so, oh, yuck um, one of the nice things you mentioned Criterion one of the nice things about working with them is that like the art director that I work with there Eric like he just he pushes me into every single time we work together he's pushed me to a place where I didn't think the work right. would have or could have gone and I'm always it's it's always like a very very um, satisfying feeling to like get to a point beyond what your expectation yeah. of the end point could be right yeah. and, I, and, I, and I and I actually think that like um as much as I'm not a graphic designer, like I do need that kind of like someone being like, this is good, but it's not yeah. good enough. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no, you need that. Do it as better. As, yeah. As soon as you're working for yourself or whenever you're working for yourself, yeah. you create these endpoints. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, they could be good enough to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need that little like, eh, yeah, is it? And you're just like, well, you're getting over not. the hurdle of like the, the idea itself too. Yeah. You know, you're getting over like the large, like pre, product which like is really hard for you to think about and it's hard to come up with but then it's like someone who has a an 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 objective viewpoint on that and is like i don't care where this idea came from i don't care how hard the idea was to come up with it's not it's here now and it's not done yeah yeah (laughs) totally Totally. no and 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 like those are the best art directors that i work with it's where it's like love what you've done but you can do better you can do a lot better than this yeah i'm not satisfied with this yeah Yeah. here are like five things that you should change try changing them yeah and like they're seeing something in you in, mm-hmm. in what you've done that like you can't see because you're mm-hmm. you know a bit blinkered yeah but it's I, always going to be tough though because like once that ego gets in the way oh i'm nothing if not pure ego <laughs> it keeps us sane <laughs> it gets us oh, yeah. somewhere I'm like it's, it's yeah it's like uh you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I, I always um so Aileen, my wife, uh, has a very demanding job with very, very demanding clients, and it's super high stress. And, you know, she'll be on calls for like four hours a day, like leading, you know, leading her team and, you know, talking to the client and managing expectations. Of course, like, if, and like, it's a big if, if I ever have to have a call with any of these, because it's always just email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I have to have a call today. <laughs> 10 minutes or it's like can you believe they want they want to see another option for this just say well how much how much work have you done and, and, and i'm just like i don't know some <laughs> like I, I i really i feel for her having to like deal with the like tantrums that i throw over absolutely nothing yeah like no it's, but I, but it's funny you say that because when it's time for a call that throws off my entire day. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I like am doing nothing but having that call. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Lauren will be like, she'll be like, oh, what do you got planned for the day? I'm like, I got a call today. <laughs> I have three, so I'm doing So, you know, I'm just going to do my own yeah, thing for the yeah. next five hours. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, yeah, I had like uh, four calls today, and then I went and did this, and I did that, and I did that. And I'm like, I got my call today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's two, oh, I might oh, yeah. die. I don't oh, I can handle it. You ever had two calls in a day? It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. You're really like, you're pulled, you're pulled by horses in two directions. But the, right? sad, the saddest part is when you do the call and then you really feel like you've accomplished something yeah, yeah. you're just like it does uh-huh. feel yeah uh-huh you're like, mm-hmm. like all right do you make notes while you're on the call i and do then, and then read back the notes like six months later and you're like what the this fuck mean? was i doing oh i know because it's all just like weird bullet points I, I started writing in a notebook right for my yeah, notes that's good. and it's kind of changed everything because you only really write down what's actually important right right right, right. and not like buzzwords you might hear someone say or like someone being like oh we want to be more like and I'm like yeah yeah like uh, vibey and, like, and then I like look at what is that how was I trying to explain that to myself my future self how do you make something more vibey yeah, how do you ask. make something more vibey how do you add those vibes the funny thing with music and adding vibes is a lot of times people 
don't know what they're even hearing mm. and you can not even send the same thing twice but just like do the most minor thing and be like really vibed out the uh nice. <laughs> the middle section nice. they're like they're like love it nice. absolutely love it and i'm like <laughs> you, you just you just want a revision you don't even care what's a revision you just want so oh i do yeah. think i do think some people just in order to feel as if they are contributing just do a pass of making notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a validation. Just so it's thing. like it's like yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's like I, a, I have something to say. It's, 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 like, like, it's like my opinion counts. Like, yeah. why don't you just uh, try that? And you're yeah. like, but again, when it's yeah. so abstract and it's literally like vibes, or like, can you make it feel a bit different? Yeah. <laughs> like, but then, like, okay. do you ever have the experience of someone says to do that? And you sort of you sort of roll your eyes and do it, and then you listen back, and you're like, oh my god, no, <laughs> oh no, no, one hundred. This has been happening a lot with the yeah. score I'm working on, where I'm just like doing these things, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, sure, I can try that, and like the director's like sitting beside me, and then I do it, and I'm just like, oh damn, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> like, you were right. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's such a weirdly satisfying feeling. Yeah, like yeah, and that's been mostly like removing stuff, right? Yeah, mostly removing stuff. Well, just because I figured out the way that works best for me and for the people that I'm working with, mm -hmm. which has always been for the score to overwrite, like mm -hmm. write too right, much right, music right. for a scene, too many things happening, yeah. and then watching it and taking things out. Yeah, for sure. things yeah. until, you know, you're, you, you have this shell of a quote-unquote song. Yeah. But sure. really what you're hearing is the drone that's in that song. But it yeah. moves because it's yeah. moving around a song. Yeah. But you can't hear that song. That's the same with like writing screenplays too. It's mm -hmm. like you like most of my stuff ends up being like 200 pages at first. And then it's just like cutting it down to like 110. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, like right. Max. Yeah. But it's it's always so much better to have way too much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's then, better. Yeah. It's better yeah. than forcing yourself to have to like fill to flesh something out yeah, for sure. no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just yeah. like. It's just filler at that point. Yeah. yeah, and it gives you excuse to do a second draft where you just cut things, yeah. <laughs> which is the yeah. best feeling. <laughs> I can't. I, I struggle with that. I struggle. I mean, it's. I guess it's like it's different, but like the yeah. idea of like editing, yeah, makes mm -hmm. me feel crazy. Yeah, like I had to my the gallery that I work with in Berlin um, um, is uh, applying for an art fair, and they're they're getting me and another. Collage, it's two collage artists who work with their own images and she was like can you send like an edit of 10 images and like your most recent cv and i can like send this i can send this off I'm like sure I, was like, I can't pick 10 and i was like i picked 30 images can you make the edit <laughs> yeah 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 and she was like that thank you that's great like there's definitely like an edit of 10 images in here that i can make and i'm just like Thank you. Great. Like, but I, I just, I just can't, like, I can't get that distance from it. Like, yeah. That would be hard. Yeah. That'd be really hard. Like trying to figure out which of these 10 images is the one, are the ones that like stand out the best. That'd be, yeah. that'd be tough. But is, is it not the same with, with, with. Not really. Plays? Cause you can just tell where it's like, like this, this has already been said. Cause right. It's like, right. it took all one cohesive piece, right? Mm. It's, it's not. Oh right, true. It's not like if like if yeah, it's all one cohesive piece. So you know that this has already been said in a previous scene. This whole thing's been like this. This has been laid out for you. This beat, emotional beat has already been hit. Yeah. So it's just like this is we don't need doubles of these. You know what I mean? Right, true. And yeah, like yeah. you end up just writing a lot of doubles of of scenes or scenes that are different but are doing the same thing for right. the story. And so that's easy and that's like and that's fun. What's well, funny yeah. the whole emotional beats thing because I'd never even heard of this until I started working on this. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a thing said to be like, here's the emotional beats, and I was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of figured, I just kind of figured it out on my own. Yeah. But I was like, huh? This is how they do it. It's like weaseling my way into something I've never done before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got the emotional beats uh, PDF. Like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Oh, I don't know if I like things when they're like that, like especially emotional things mm -hmm. when they're like have to be laid out. That's my least favorite part of screenwriting. Personally, yeah. is when you have to like structure the emotion of a thing right right it kills me every yeah. single time that absolutely yeah. destroys me because it's just like this isn't this isn't yeah. what this is well, it's, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, but it's, it's important though because yeah, it when i saw the film for the first time without any music or or yeah you know whatever it's you need it in a sense to, to like to i'll not read along but to kind of like when you go back and then like look at a certain scene you're like oh this is what's actually happening yeah. totally where where it's not even to say that it's that it's you can't notice it 
without it but it just mm. sometimes it's just hard to tell that like you know you just don't know if a scene is like like someone's like hugging and crying you're like oh are they like sad or do they love each other yeah. like, you know what i mean it's like, yeah. like yeah. what kind of crying is it yeah you want to put the benny hill theme over a scene i remember i remember you telling andrew and i about that about how weird it felt to watch like the the rough cut without without any um um just music, music well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah it's like sounds and stuff mm-hmm. it's very strange it's it it feels it's just really weird it's because it's it's so strange and you you because you don't realize well you do most people do realize but you know even the scenes when there's nothing musical happening per se yeah. things fade in and out to yeah. help carry conversations yeah. and like create movement amongst mm-hmm. like rather you know still images of, of or long shots of things happening you know yeah. it's like uh it's fascinating stuff <laughs> have you been digging into like film scores like oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah what have you been listening to mika levy mm-hmm. very cool uh they're like probably my favorite yeah favorite favorite just like from the what's it called um, the scarlett johansson movie under the skin oh, oh man 10 out of 10 that's the one so with good. all the string stuff right? yeah. oh man it is just <laughs> It's crazy. It truly. The first time I ever heard that was Rob Gordon DJed it. Oh really? And it was insane. It was just like he was like playing some. I don't even know what because anytime he DJs, I'm like, I'm like, what are you even playing? I really wanted to like. I I could sense that I was bugging him. Yeah. Because I was drunkenly like pestering him about like what he was playing. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like. Remember Ashley we McIsaac song? Remember <laughs> Ashley McIsaac? No, but you, did, was that the one you Shazammed? I didn't. Did I Shazam this Someone one? did. I swore it was. It's you. the one. It's like the really like fiddle heavy yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, who was Ashley McIsaac? He was like, he, it's like he's like a CanCon dude. Like he was like a, and he, I can't remember what the album was called, but he had like a quasi hit on much music that was the song that rob played yeah yeah, yeah. and it was I, re- I remember the video was this woman in sunglasses walking around it's like the most 90s thing ever like yeah. it's it's like fiddle fusion like it's it's it's, <laughs> it's cartoonishly bad but like i heard it and i was just like why do i know this <laughs> like it was like lodged somewhere in my, and i was like ashley mcisaac crazy and and it's that feeling of like what is that memory displacing yeah like, what yeah. what don't i remember about like my, my yeah exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. that i can remember like and and then yeah oh and the, the album is called hi how are you tm <laughs> so i now have like too much act i like this is like <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that might have to be the uh, outro music for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I was when he was DJing last night. I was just like, "And you're gonna play that? <laughs> and you're gonna play that?" I was, I was just, it was the best. That was that. What there was some crazy numbers in that. I was like, every song, I was just like. Yeah. What is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And it was, they're also like mixed in with other things. There was like and three turntables. His own with. songs too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was so one thing cool. he played? When, was it you that asked him, or did I ask him? I can't I, remember. I There's something that I was playing, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was yeah, like yeah. what is this? He's like, oh, I made this, and I was like, but like, awesome. like, what and how and where? He's like, I recorded it at Bambi's once, and I was like, no one was there, and I was like, what are you talking? Like, I couldn't even figure out what he was even talking about, That's but I just awesome. like nodded and was like, yes. Yeah, I, I. Everybody last night was like. Oh, it's Josh and Timpa and CFCA. Wait, and Rob Gordon's team. <laughs> but like every single person who, who like knew was just like, "It's gonna be the best night ever." <laughs> I, was, I was just like, "Who is this guy?" Like, like but then but he was the best. He was, no, he's he literally he's so, so good. He's actually, perfect. I think, one of the best DJs ever because it's just, he just takes it to a a level that most don't. Honestly, yeah, where it's not about like like sick transitions and then like so you know what i mean like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. song into song into yeah. song which like i'm guilty of doing and whatever but like that's fine yeah, yeah. but with him it's like a it's like a journey oh yeah, yeah. it really yeah. felt like that yeah like because yeah he he played like a folky eric's trip song after like like some techno track yeah. and i was yeah, just yeah. like this is why does this work like it was yeah. like it was yeah. like you know scrambling my brain that yeah, was yeah. it was eric's trip i was i remember that when that song came on i was like 
what is this song? I know this one. <laughs> Just, oh. Well, it's funny because I always forget. Not forget because it was such a huge part of your life, but you were a DJ. I was. I for was. a long time. Yeah, for, wow, for a while. Five years? Okay. Um, Actually, yeah. Uh, and then I, I sort of half-heartedly tried to do it when I moved to London. And I actually did a night with Anthony Nemet. Really? Just one night. We DJed together in the basement of this place. Oh, fuck. What was it called? Now all I can think about is Ashley McIsaac. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it, was, it was a place around the corner from where I used to live in Stoke Newington. And, like, we kept running into each other. Yeah. And, like, he was just like, we should, we should like, we should DJ again. And I was like, yeah, we should. Let's, let's try to make it happen. And I had done some work. For this uh, company called the Lanzarotti Group, who do like bookings and stuff, I've done, done a couple posters for them when I first moved. So I knew one of their bookers, and I was just like, "Do you have any venues that we can DJ at?" We did. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, "No, I think this. this is over." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was, and I was just like, "Cause like, we were playing like house and disco and stuff." And I was just like, "I love all this music, but like." I will never be good enough to play this in any sort of like right. capacity in which it's meant to be played. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna focus my attention elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I but back in the day, you were. I loved it. I really loved it. Um, but I, you know, I, I've been interviewed a couple of times, and I always sort of that's like a very foundational part of how I got to where I am because when I when I first started DJing. I didn't have any sort of like idea of what I was not not just what I was playing or how to do it but like how to market myself mm. or you know I was I was doing this by I got a booking at the Queen's Head I mean which is obviously not there anymore Tim Hortons yeah I got, I got a booking at the Tim Hortons <laughs> um, and I was like oh I guess I better make a poster I'd never made a poster before and I was just like okay this is how you do it and I've and I finished it, and it, and it looked insane. Or it didn't look insane. I shouldn't say it looked insane, but it was like very much like there was a drawing of me on it, and like the title of the party was in like serial killer like brush pen, and all of the all of the, like I didn't know how to use. I wasn't using Photoshop, so I was laying everything out by hand, and I was like, wow, that was like really satisfying. And then at, the longer I did it, and then obviously like. I was booking bands as well, like, mm. and, you know, doing posters for little girls when mm. we were playing shows. Yeah. And I, I was just, I realized at one point, I was like, I like that part of it so much more. Not that mm. I didn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. DJing itself, but I was just like the satisfaction of like, yeah. knowing that this is working and I can like tangibly see how it's working yeah. was um, super, super satisfying. Well, the early like branding, I, I should show you these after, but, or you should show Austin, just some of those posters. Yeah, yeah, but they were so they were they were iconic at at a certain point because it was you had truly figured something out that was consistent. Yeah, but different each time. Right. Yeah, they were like drawing. Were they, they weren't drawings. They were like they were yeah. So well, that the room party posters. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They were um, iconic party. <laughs> so it was, I mean, I, I loved I loved doing it. I, I yeah. I was, those I was, were like formative years for me because I was young. Yeah, that was, true. That was probably my first like cool parties that I went to where it was like it was like like you know I was I was going and I was like oh I'm gonna go hear some shit that I've never heard before it's gonna mm. be a bunch of people that are like interested in art and music yeah, and yeah, whatever yeah, and it's yeah. like you know and like as a young you know I was probably 18 or something when yeah. I went to the first one because I told you the first time I ever saw you was at the Chelsea room that's right I didn't know you yeah yeah and we yeah. went there and you and Colin were DJing that's and I was right. like this is sick. And then I feel like you must have even had the poster for the party like at the venue or something. I think so. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, sick. Like yeah. this is – Yeah. And then I saw – I literally – it was before even just like – I'm sure you had – I don't even know if they had Facebook events back then. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we we really like – yeah, we did. We But that was like when Facebook events were like – But I mean before – but I mean before because I remember literally just seeing another flyer on the street and it was like, you know, like Friday, May 4th. Like right. this. And I was like, oh, those – and I didn't know it was you or Collins. Like those are the same guys. And then I remember right, like, again. Right. And then like that's how that. Right. Then we ended up meeting and yeah, somewhere else I forget. Was well, through Ruse Bay, right? Because right. Ruse Bay was like this band of 
Like, I think, yeah, you're like 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah, because I dropped off a CD at, what's it called? At Slinky. Yeah. And he was like, this this band is doing such cool stuff. Like, you have to come see them. And it was like you and Joe and three other people. Yeah, my friend Nick and Jimmy. Is there someone else? I, I, I mean, I don't, I remember I got to the Luke, show. Luke, maybe? I don't even know. I got to that show because you were playing at the Drake Underground. Yeah. And, like, I only caught, like, the last two songs. And I was like, that was cool. <laughs> and then and then that, like, quickly ended in Pirate Rock started. Yeah, yeah. And then, I was like, then, yeah. let's... And then, I mean, obviously we became... Friends. The friends is what we are now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I I, I really... I, I, I value the experience on the go that doing those posters... or And that, that party specifically um, taught me because, like... I went into DJing with no, no, I no no preconceptions of like even making money from it. Right, right. I was like, I love, I love '60s garage rock and like soul and funk music. Like, I need to like utilize all of this money that I'm like flushing down the toilet on these like <laughs> crazily expensive like imports. Like, it was like. All, all of those like reissue labels like all the CDs like cost a fortune and I was yeah. like going down to New York and like I don't know where I was getting the money but I was just like spending so much money I was just like I have to do something with this yeah. and so right. you know DJing seemed like the right thing to do and I had no no background in design whatsoever I had when I had, when I quit smoking I started drawing to right. like because I was like a two pack a day smoker yeah. for a long time, and I was I was drawing, and you know I, I again like I, I drew when I was a kid, like a like a child, yeah. and and I never went back like and and likewise collage I did zines in in high school, but like none of that none of that stuff ever seemed serious, and mm-hmm. so when I when I quit smoking, I was just drawing and drawing and drawing just just as a way of like keeping my hands busy because yeah. I was I was feeling so crazy and when when this party started I was I, I originally had a partner that I was doing it with this guy Adam and like I was like let me take a stab at the poster and I didn't know what to do and I was like I gotta go back I, I'll use these drawings that I've been doing right? yeah, yeah, yeah and that's how that started right. and then like you know I, I started discovering like contemporary dance music because like I was I was I look back on my early 20s and I was such a fucking weirdo because like <laughs> I was like 21 and I was like hey have you heard uh, the strawberry alarm clock like you know rip ripping soul like like just like <laughs> stuff that like a 21 year old I just, like 21 like not with, with no disrespect to anyone's taste like yeah. the fact that I was like I have to find the most obscure folk music the most obscure garage rock like and yeah. had never heard the birds kind of thing. Like it was real like crazy person behavior. And like But that was the thing at the time though. That was Oh totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, you know, that 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 idea of like only doing that and like yeah. making that like a central like tenet of your personality was like pretty weird. And like I remember and like again, sorry I keep mentioning Andrew, but like uh and our, our mutual friend Andrew could, can attest to this that like I was always searching for like rare folk gems like right. yeah and like the more obscure and the like weirder and like the worse the recording the worse the recording <laughs> yeah because I got super into like mm. private press Christian folk like and it's like that's there's a reason like I'm, and, and, and you know not to say that like everything that's popular is good or it's popularity uh merits its place in history but like there's a reason that like a quasi cult recording like out of tune folk music on equipment that's like <laughs> falling apart isn't iconic and, like, <laughs> and i was just i was just like that was and and so so this learning on the go of like i'm gonna play a party and i'm gonna play the most obscure music i can think of <laughs> And then realizing that like certain iconic songs moved people more, and then from there getting into like post punk and you know contemporary dance music and DFA and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, and then like from there like moving to a bigger venue, realizing I can make money off of it properly, and like booking bands to play, which I think was part of the reason that I yeah. started booking gigs, mm-hmm. and it was just it was like. It was a real like, and 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 I think all of that happened in the space of a 
a year or a year and a half like it went from like i'm gonna stumble through making a poster to yeah. oh no i have like defined a visual identity defined what this party is defined my role in it yeah and defined how i like mediate that role through the people i get to guess because adam and i had a falling out he didn't continue the party with me and so i wanted to have fun while i was there so i was just like i'll get you know other yeah. like i'll get guests in and the guests i got in were sort of people who are transitioning from being promoters or djs or party people to people who had businesses and like mm -hmm. watching how they worked was also really um was a real education yeah and like they're kind of like engagement with because like not not to, and, and this is like giving much too much credence to like what was at the end of the day like a party in a bar but like it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was super super formative for me mm -hmm. and 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 I, I really loved doing it and like i got so into school when i went back to design right, school yeah. that like i think i kind of robbed myself of i mean i you know i quit little girls yeah. i really after four months of, of trying to do the party and balancing it with school stopped doing the party and like I think back now and I'm just like that really felt like exactly the same kind of obsessive behavior of like that I that I was you know uh, manifesting in how I like searched for rare folk gems right, right and right. like yeah and I, I do I do wish I had done it a little bit longer because yeah it was it was a ball mm -hmm. I loved it I think it ended just in the right amount of time, to yeah. be honest, because it was like things were kind of changing at that point too. Yeah, yeah, the that's of, true. The the shift, a, sh a certain shift, shift was happening. Shift. Yeah. Wait, what, what time? What uh, this might this have around? been this might have been like maybe <laughs> an even earlier shift, like two thousand nine. End of two thousand nine yeah, is when yeah, I yeah. when I ended the party. Yeah, December two thousand nine. So it seems to be a shift every five years. Shift every five years. <laughs> that seems to be it. Yeah, I now? So. You notice the shift? I have you heard of the vibe shift? I have not heard of the five shift. Well, that's without even mentioning it. Just have you noticed the shift? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was interesting going to the show last night and it felt like a much richer community than like the sort of like, because when I moved to Toronto, I moved to Toronto in 2002. And I think we were talking about this, like the, the, like that was right when broken social scene, like was, was happening. Like, do makes they think we're as huge as they would ever get like three got records the constantines royal city all these bands but it was just so homogenous and, yeah. and like that show last night was so interesting because there seemed to be so much more influence from so many other sources because like that mm -hmm. last track you right. played that that like the um that i played that you played the joy the joy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like, like it's like it's so inspired by like German bass and like yeah. taking so much from from, you know, styles that like I think that like the shift that I notice mm -hmm. rather than well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I do notice a shift. Sorry, I'm yeah. really like <laughs> I'm really I'm really like choosing my words carefully, but like drum and bass, rave culture, whatever was its own thing yeah. that was like. Uh, um, um, hermetically sealed off right. from like indie rock, right. which was its own thing, which was hermetically sealed off from ex from from dance parties, yeah. which were hermetically sealed mm -hmm. off from like art parties. Yeah. And like I remember actually, like I think I think the shift that I sort of like bungled my way into, luckily, was that like the artists all wanted to party, right? And, like. Right you know there was there was a feeling of like because there was there were these parties by this guy alex coolers at the same time that were like almost like archly pretentious right yeah. but like <clears throat> we're very much about like we're gonna have djs from baltimore we're gonna have like dan deacon do or not even dan deacon, but, like, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have we're gonna have dan deacon do a set and and we're also gonna have like live painting and like there's going to be an event photographer and it's nothing new, but I think it was new for Toronto at the time. Yeah, right. And I think Toronto, like historically has been very, you know, Southwestern Ontario, waspy, mm -hmm. like, and, and I think it pushes against that as much as it can, but like yeah. 
that's not what last night was. And that's the shift that I noticed. And that's yeah, what I yeah, find yeah. really exciting coming back to. Yeah. 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 I think it's just life after. Life after death. <laughs> pandemic. <Pandemic> love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Things are changing and probably for the better. I think it's, yeah. uh, there was definitely like uh, uh, the few events that I've been to in the last little bit, there's like this slight awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I don't really know what we're doing here, but then it, it does go away yeah, after yeah. a while, but it's, it's funny to see everyone kind of like, yeah, like collectively coming back and like being slightly socially awkward, but then like working their way yeah. back into yeah, it. Yeah, it's being, nice. Yeah. It's like, nice. how do I say hi? Like, do, do we hug? Do we not hug? Does COVID exist? Does it not yeah, exist? I, like, I don't know what's, like, what's happening here. Like, <laughs> My biggest shock, I mean, do you remember like at the beginning of COVID when, when people were like, this is the death of the handshake. We will <laughs> never shake hands again. And even at the time I was like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like people, people like people. Like that's, that's yeah. part of, yeah. that's part that's, of what, that's, that's part of what being in the world is. Yeah. Like, but I was like hugging everyone last yeah. night. COVID, huh. COVID be damned, although, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> it was definitely in the room, so I hope that super immunity joke that I keep making is not a joke. Uh-huh. But I think another point that you were making there about um, just the, the, the shift that's going on in culture right now is that, like, there isn't necessarily, and we've talked about this, there mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a separation between, like, oh, this is, a like, a drum and bass thing, this is a house thing, this is a post-punk exactly. thing, this is exactly. a hardcore thing, like... Mm-hmm. Even like like your stuff and Tempest stuff and CFCF stuff, it's like kind of an, like it's all of it at yeah. once. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. I think that's a much that's a much more eloquent way of saying yeah. what I was sort of trying to say. But I've noticed yeah. that in a couple couple different ways, and it's same with mu- movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Talking about it. it's like not just comedy, it's comedy. Right, like mm. the whole genre, the genre is just like. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. disappearing. I think. Yeah, like yeah, really, really disappearing. And no, I think that's the major shift that I've been noticing, and it's been happening for a while. But, mm. but now it just seems to be the norm. Yeah, you it know, does. Yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you always evangelized for Spotify like long before I got it, and I never really got. I did. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you have everything at your fingertips, and therefore there are no more gatekeepers to yeah, like, yeah. culture, right. and also like yeah. mm-hmm. you can. You can choose a playlist that someone made that has, again, like drum mm-hmm. and bass, disco, post punk, like mm-hmm. folk music, like and a like broken social scene song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's very. It's. I thought that. I thought. I remember. Like. I mean. And this. This just. This like speaks to my age. But like, I remember just thinking like, you forgot it in people is the, the future of music. I was like, this is incredible. It's a good. Album. It's a good album, but it's. It's it's weird like it's weird that it was like it was like it's every song is so different but like no they're not <laughs> but maybe that's just me that's just time maybe that's yeah, just time like changing looking, yeah looking yeah. back you know, uh, Justin Paradoff might be listening <laughs> I'm sorry I do still love the album it was it was icon- it was it was an iconic album and it was such a such an important moment for Toronto but it's just like it's interesting how time recontextualizes yes yeah. like Good uh, hour and seven minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Just let me know. Do whatever.